Hello, everyone. I'm Father Alexander Har. And I'm the Reverend David Marshall. And this is a bridge between where we bridge our knowledge of the gospel, we bridge the physical distance and our uh, friendship, and we take upon ourselves bridging one particular question. We did it pretty well last week. We're going to do it again this week. We're going to make it two in a row. And we're going to do three in a row. I thought we did it even uh, the. Anyway, yes, we're going to, we're certainly going to bridge that. Uh, and I'd say that there is no distance in our friendship. There's a physical distance in where we live. Physical, you're you're in St. Petersburg and, uh, and I am on an undisclosed blunker further south of that. So exactly, exactly. I'm at what, what we call the condo. So yes. Uh, so what's interesting is um, as people will begin to um, watch our episode, they will have um, hopefully if not gone already, they will be going to their Ash Wednesday service. And we are going to be helping them get ready for Lent 1. Yes. So Lent is a season of the church, and we wear purple, uh, but we do more than just that. Uh, Lent is a very particular time, 40 days before Easter. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think a lot of the folks, uh, Alex, who we have here, um, I mean, we know we have a lot of clergy who watch, which is great. Uh, we have a lot of parishioners as well. So uh, we have a good idea of Lent and that we're going to walk with Jesus for 40 days uh, as he makes his way uh, to the cross. We are going to we are going to walk with him. And what are some of the things that we will call upon people to do on Nash Wednesday to observe a holy Lent? Correct. So on, on during um, the call that the priest will make or the bishop will make for the call to a Holy Lent, it is prayer, fasting, and uh, meditating on God's word. We're going to do one of those things today. Um, it's not fasting, even though neither one of us is eating. And uh, praying, you know, we, we do that all the time. Um, but today we're going to be meditating on a piece of scripture. And you and I have found um, a psalm or a portion of the mm -hmm. psalm that I think mm -hmm. speaks a great deal to what is the purpose of, of Lent 1 and uh, where we're going with that. Yes. Uh, there was some theologian, I forgot who it was, so I apologize if you're a member of his family or her family, uh, that uh, he or she had written that if the entire Christian church caught on fire and there's just a few things you can grab on your way out, uh, that we would grab the four gospels. Uh, if we had more time, we would grab the book of Psalms. And if we had even a little more time, we would probably grab Isaiah. Uh, that Isaiah, the Psalms, the Gospels, those are really central, uh, at least to us uh, Anglicans. It's very central to us in the way that we believe. Um, we have a variety of different Gospel lessons, Old Testament, Epistle, all that. We always have the Psalms. And the Psalms are really important. They are great songs for us to repeat. And these are lyrics um, to music. Uh, so in some churches, not mine, uh, it is chanted or sung, and we say ours. How about you? What do you guys do at St. Vincent's? Um, when I first arrived here seven years ago, almost eight years ago, um, they were chanted, but I noticed that the congregation did not really participate um, because right. they didn't know. It wasn't part of that strong tradition within them. Um, so we, we read them responsibly by whole verse, which is one of the rubrics that you can practice. Um, mm -hmm. and I've also seen it done, you know, collectively all together. So, you right. know, these are the, the ways that we can read it. So what do you say we, uh, dive in to sure. that particular verse, um, that's going to take us where we want to go today. And bear in mind of how to have a Holy Lent. How to have a Holy Lent. Exactly. 
Right. So we're going to dive in. So this is Psalm 25. And the verse that is standing out most for me is verse 7. Gracious and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in his way. Now, on Sunday, when we read this psalm, it'll go by quickly. And I want us to, in observance of a Holy Lent, to meditate, to meditate on this particular scripture. So, uh, Alex, what does it say about the nature of God? Well, it's, it's telling me that God is gracious and upright. Yep. Gracious and upright is the Lord. Uh, wonderful way to translate from Hebrew into English. It, it goes pretty easily. Uh, when you think of gracious, uh, what do you think of somebody who's gracious? Like what's, a, what's an attribute that that person would have? Uh, forgiving. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I was late getting to our appointment today, Alex and me. He was very gracious, folks. <laughs> he was very accommodating and kind. Uh, and that's God. So when you think of upright, what do you think? Um, I think of being able to um, stand and live into what is right. Right. Exactly. Um, so we have upstanding. We have upright. Uh, I know there's other words that begin with up, and some of you are probably talking to your uh, <laughs> to your device right now and telling us what those are. But uh, upright is the Lord. The antonym of upright is um, down. So somebody who gets blown over easily. Upright is the person who abides. Uh, upright is the one who stands up in community. And so God is both gracious and upright because often I've seen in my own life, upright people tend not to be very gracious. They tend to hold them, other people to their own standard. Uh, and God is not doing that. Um, so gracious and upright is the Lord. What's the next line, Alex? Well, then there comes a very important word, which is therefore. And one of the things that you were mentioning is that this translates very well from the Hebrew. The therefore means that because God is gracious, because God is upright, the thing you're going to hear next is what God does. And God teaches sinners in his way. And I think, Dave, if I can just take a moment, um, I, sure. I think what, jump, what jumps out at me about this verse, especially the second part, is we get a lot of questions um, as clergy, as Christians, when it comes to Scripture, of what does God actually think about sinners? Mm -hmm. You know, yes. does God hate sinners? Does God love sinners? Right. Does God hate sin or love sin? And, you know, yes. we can discuss that, but you don't teach someone, as the context of what we're talking about, you do not teach someone that you don't love. In the context of what we're talking about, somebody, uh, God, who is gracious and upright, mm -hmm. can exclude, can expel, can, and whatever X word you want, um, get rid of sinners. But God doesn't. God decides to teach. Um, and when I said, who does God teach? Is God teaching the upright? Is God teaching the gracious? No, uh, God is teaching sinners. And what is God teaching them? his way, which means teaching them to be gracious and to be upright. Yes. So folks, we're about to break some ground. I don't know if anybody's ever done this. So, uh, so buckle up and hold on. We're going to look at John 14 and we're going to look at Psalm 25, seven. Um, we don't know where you're going, said Philip. How can we know the way? And mm -hmm. as we talked about before, Alex, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth 
and the life. Yes. So when Jesus says, I am the way, um, and then we have here, um, he teaches sinners in his way. Jesus was teaching Philip what was going on. First, do not, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe it also. You know, we have that. But then he's teaching in his way. Um, it is a gracious and is an upright thing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, this is so, kind of a small we'll, verse here that we're, that we're using. Um, but if you expand this and kind of mm-hmm. get in like a narrow lens, if you want to say, and kind of dig into it, this to me is what Lent is about. Lent is we are following Jesus Christ. We're walking in his footsteps. He is going on this journey that will lead to his death. He is going on this mm-hmm. journey of discovery, not just of himself, but of God's will. And then ultimately, the season of Lent ends with the joy and glory of Easter um, and the, you know, the new covenant in Christ. What mm-hmm. does that mean for me? who is supposed to be observing a Holy Lent? Well, it means recognizing first and foremost, God is gracious. God is upright. Because God is gracious and upright, he is seeking to teach me. Now, this means I'm going to have to recognize that I'm a sinner. It means Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to recognize how I have fallen short of the glory of God. And Mm -hmm. that's the only way I'm going to be able to truly submit to the way that God wishes to teach me. I've been doing it my own way. It hasn't worked. I've been doing it my own way. It has not ended well. But Mm -hmm. when God teaches me God's way, something new happens. It does. Yes. Uh, I'm really glad that you pointed that out. Um, That sinners are um, not what you may have heard in the 20th century and the label that's thrown onto people um, sinners are people who have missed the mark. It's, um, it's more or less an archery term and that you've got a target and you miss it. Uh, and so those that are missing the mark, the mark, in my opinion, is to be gracious and upright. Um, and one way that I imagine gracious and upright is gracious is this, um, this horizontal approach. And I'm using my hands to show a horizontal way that uh, graciousness goes from one to another um, horizontally. Uh, upright is quite literally a vertical. It is up and down. And so we mm-hmm. get this cross-shaped approach as we do the 40 days of Lent to head to the cross, uh, that the cross itself is the graciousness uh, intersecting in with the uprightness. Um, and so for those who are not gracious or upright, uh, those missing the mark, uh, he teaches in his way. So there, there's something I want to add to that because... I have seen um, the the phrase to which you are referring, missing the mark, as sometimes not well exegeted, uh, not well interpreted. And, and let me explain what I mean. When I think of missing the mark, I think of a uh, wide angle lens. I think of you look at a target. Let's say you and I were on the archery range, right? We shoot all our arrows we go down and we see where the arrows have ended up. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got a bullseye. We're still trying to look for mine. You know, it's (laughs) fallen off completely off the target. Right. Right. And the view then is my life is not 
centered where it is supposed to be. Right. The exegesis I sometimes get, and this is where I want to caution people, is to say that sin is something that is intentional. It is intentionally living our lives in a way that at the end we will have missed the mark that God has prepared for us. And I, I say that because there are some people who I've met in, in the people who I've counseled who will sometimes say, well, I made a mistake or I, or I did something and I didn't mean to. Is God angry with me? And what I try to mm -hmm. emphasize is, is that we all make mistakes, but sin is something that is intentional. So I just kind of, I always like to throw that little bit of exegesis in there to make sure that people know that when we talk about sin, we're talking about these acts of, of anti-graciousness that we're talking about mm -hmm. that are truly going against the way that God has prepared and going our own way. Mm -hmm. uh, and for those who have never heard the term exegesis, it has nothing to do with uh, J-E-S-U-S. -S. It is spelled different, spelled with a G. Uh, and X means to draw out, and the rest of its uh, rest of it uh, gnosis is about um, how to get information or to draw some sort of thing out of a word or out of a phrase. And so that's exactly what you're doing. It was a very good exegete. Ex right, and it does it not. It was mean, a very good. Mean... Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? No, you were saying it does not mean. And it does not mean extra Jesus. That's what the other term we. Oh yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Or uh, a super, really large Jesus, an X, XL exactly. type Jesus. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, I'm afraid we might be wandering away from our gracious and upright. It's the Lord, therefore He teaches sinners in His way. Uh, if right. you want to look at verse eight, just because it's kind of fun, uh, He, mm -hmm. the Lord, guides the humble in doing right, and teaches His way to the lowly. Uh, and so there is the sense of um, that you were talking about sinning as an intentional act. Um, I would add on to that, that uh, another way to sin is to place ourselves uh, above others or above God, mm -hmm. um, to say that I'm the best or I don't need to listen to anybody else or any of that, uh, that the Lord guides the humble. So the Lord guides those who, um, who aren't thinking that way. Uh, and teaches his path to the lowly. And so both the sinners, those that believe they're above and high above all of that, also the humble and the lowly. And then if we can look at verse nine, you use the word covenant. Um, did you want mm -hmm. to jump a little more into covenant? Well, what I wanted to do was relate this back to the first Sunday um, in Lent. Uh, during the first Sunday, when, when we begin to um, honor and experience this season, it mm -hmm. is a time where we're being invited into certain spiritual practices. That's where I get the way from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I want to emphasize, and for those of you who are, are preaching to a congregation that truly need to hear God's love, it is to say that there is no one that God does not love, first of all. But second of all, there's no one that God does not desire to teach or to raise mm -hmm. back up. Or, mm -hmm. or to draw closer. So sometimes um, I'm one of those individuals that you can be telling me something, teaching me something, and it's going to take three or four times to get it. You can be explaining it perfectly well. I just don't get it. Right. It I think that 
in our in our prayer lives in our walk with god sometimes that's what we experience god is explaining something god is sharing <laughs> something we're reading god's word and we're like i don't get it mm-hmm. i don't understand or or perhaps god god's spirit is trying to teach us something in a spiritual practice or in our prayer life and we don't get it and, and so right. this is this is where I delve into the the territory of, am I teachable? <laughs> um, <laughs> am I am I open to learning? Or, right. as I have sometimes been accused, am I a know it all? Right. Yes. Um, I. <laughs> that's that's excellent. Uh, the covenant that God made, and we're going to hear this from Noah. And by the way, for those preachers uh, that listen to us, uh, you want to wrap in uh, the, the psalm with the reading from Noah, uh, that mm-hmm. after all the humans walked off the ark, God said, I make my covenant. It's a rainbow in the sky. Uh, I never again will do this. So if you look at verse nine, uh, all the paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness which it's just a great thing to meditate on as well. The paths of the Lord, all of them are love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. And so uh, the covenant about uh, following, about doing our best, you know, those type of covenants, God has already made a covenant with us that he loves us to the end of the, uh, the age love always. And, um, and so the paths of the Lord, our love and faithfulness. Now, here's where is another pothole, as I like to call it. Okay, sure. Because sometimes I will, I will have somebody read this to me and read the context of Jesus saying things like, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I always okay. wonder, and we can talk about this uh, another time, about how good that translation is. But this can be read, if I'm not being generous to it, as... God's going to love me and be faithful to me as long as I follow his rules. Sure, sure. I don't think that's what it says. Right. If is better that, translated as since, incidentally, just so, just because it's just right. killing me. I'm just saying it. Um, yeah. Since you love me, you will keep, right? As opposed to if you love me. Right. And, and so what, when we talk about this idea of covenant, it is about relationship. Mm-hmm. It is about relationship that involves a very special, particular bond between God and humanity. God mm-hmm. desires for us to be in relationship, but that relationship has to have boundaries. And so when we begin to think about what it means to have boundaries with God, what it means to have boundaries with, with others, we realize mm-hmm. that we're, we have different covenants. You know, for example, yes. I think about the covenant of marriage. There are boundaries that I exercise with people because I'm married to one person. So yes. those boundaries mean yes. I do not share certain things with other people who are not my spouse. Yes. Right. Um, when the other way to look at this is mm-hmm. that when we look at the Psalms uh, and we start with verse seven and go through that, we continue to use verse seven as the lens that we look through for mm-hmm. eight and nine. Um, Gracious and upright is the Lord. He teaches sinners in his way. All the paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant. So it's um, what he's teaching them his way is his covenantal life. And as you talked about this, um, this way of being um, committed and uh, loyal and trustworthy, true, all those good things that we say as a Boy Scout, uh, that all of those things are uh, not only testimonies, they're covenants. And 
Um, so that was one of the way that, uh, that the gracious and upright Lord is teaching us sinners um, is his way. And uh, as you had pointed out, Jesus said the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, and right. so that this life way of living, um, of the paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness. Uh, we too are called along the path of love and the path of faithfulness, knowing that we will continually slide off the path because we're human and this is what we do. Uh, mm -hmm. But we keep coming back to the gracious and upright Lord who is teaching us in his way. Would you say, I'm just going to ask a question here. Would you say that part of this covenant, part of this going along the way is instead of, you know, learning not just what not to do, you know, we've got the Ten Commandments, don't do, you know, the things it says to not do. But truly, right. Lent should be learning how to love in the correct, proper way. So, for example, when we think of the way that Jesus loves, Jesus loves in a mm -hmm. perfect way. You know, Jesus loves in a, in a gracious and upright way, in a compassionate way, in a way that shares. And we think of the way the world will sometimes teach us to love that um, we are taught to exploit others. We are taught to hurt others for our own oh, gain, to right, see others right. as objects. And right. perhaps Lent is not just about following the rules, but perhaps Lent is relearning what it means to love as God loves. Uh, when you said Jesus loves in a perfect way, uh, I went to uh, teleos, which is the be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. It's be uh, teleos as your father in heaven is teleos. And it's the the sense of uh, television, um, uh, the all the other tele words, which I can't think of off the top of my head, um, that the, the sense of this display, uh, telescope, you know, things that you can see uh, and that the, the teleos love that Jesus has is a visible love. It is this, um, not just, oh, I love that person and I'll never do anything for them. It's the, right. it's the sense that his love is teleos. It's out there. It's something that you can engage with and see. Um, it, it, and it's an incarnational love. It's, it's an incarnational love. Yes. And the yeah. paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness. And it's interesting. It doesn't say the path of the Lord. It's all the paths of the Lord. And, and so if we kind of, um, begin to wrap up our idea of, of Lent 1. And I'm so glad that you brought up this verse, gracious and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in his way. Maybe mm -hmm. the challenge we can give to people um, as they listen to this and prepare for the first Sunday in Lent is mm -hmm. to take those words that the priest says in the Book of Common Prayer for Ash Wednesday and say, I, mm -hmm. I urge you, I invite you to this call is to mm -hmm. really know that it is God who is inviting us. And he's inviting us mm -hmm. because he loves us. He's inviting us because he wants us to know who he is, that there's a way to God, and that there's a way to be fully human that God wishes to teach us. To be fully mm -hmm. human is to love as God loves, to love as Christ loves. Exactly, yes. Um, and if I can have one quick story, uh, and cause I forgot to mention this in the beginning, um, 
we're in season right now, which is on the island. And out. I know you're in season um, in St. Petersburg. And it's just where we go from having, um, you know, 300 people on the island to 300,000. Okay. It's, it's not, it just feels like that way. But um, so we have this road called Gulf Mexico Drive. And um, often people will pull out in front of me and they will be in a big hurry to get in front of me. And then they will go far below the speed limit. And I just, I just look at the distance, like the mile behind me, like you couldn't just wait and then go whatever speed you want. Um, so this is what I have done, at least today, is that I grip the wheel and I repeat, gracious and upright is the Lord. He teaches sinners in his way. And if you say that while you're sitting in uh, this traffic that will continue to get uh, worse and worse as we head towards spring break, if we continue to repeat, gracious and upright is the Lord, just that part, gracious and upright is so, the Lord, he so teaches sinners his way, of, it will help. It will lower your blood pressure. It will uh, bring you to the path of love and faithfulness that all the paths of the Lord. So Alex, you were saying? I, I, I'm going to make a bumper sticker for you. Okay. It's going to say, okay. gracious and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in his way, dot, dot, dot. Pray to God, learn to drive. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes. He guides the humble in doing right. He doesn't guide me when I sit on that guy's bumper and like, well, I'll show him how fast you should be going. No, that's not the Lord's way. Uh-uh. No, he teaches sinners in his way. And so well, just... Print that up on a little sticky note, put it on somewhere on the dashboard. Uh, this is one way to enter into a holy Lent is to practice that type. If you're waiting in line at the grocery store and the person in front of you is just taking their time, gracious and upright is the Lord. He teaches sinners in his way. Just uh, repeat it and have a holy Lent. So, Dave, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, the season of Lent transforms us as we walk with Jesus. And uh, I'm thankful... Uh, for your suggestion today about focusing on being gracious and upright. And I pray that that's something that I can do. Um, well, and God will certainly lift up the lowly and the humble and we'll do that. So for sure. Uh, and God will help me with it too. Uh, and folks, for those that leave comments and especially for our clergy friends that uh, rely on this plus some number of other publications uh, for preaching excellent sermons, uh, I would like to know what you think of us talking about the Psalms and particularly focusing on one verse of the Psalms. What's that mm -hmm. like for you? Is this something that's good? Uh, and Alex and I can both tell you from experience that when you preach on the Psalms, it connects, it brings people in. Um, yes, it does. So, uh, so, so preach the Psalms, have a great time with it. And uh, Alex, thank you for being my friend and for hanging out with me. Thank you. I appreciate that as well. I'm glad to be your friend. Glad to hang out with you. And we're going to catch everyone in the next one. God bless.